Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And here we are. We're going to dive into living. We talked about it on Saturday. I hope you guys saw that quick, short little episode, mini-sode. I don't know what to call it, but it was fun. Uh, And now we're going to dive into it. And before we get to that, though, Val, you have been all over Sundance. We've seen the pictures. We've seen the videos. How has it been this year, Sundance 2023? Because this was the first year kind of back at Sundance, right? Yeah, because last year, like a week before um, we were scheduled to go, they canceled it because of COVID. We had another just flare up. I think it was from, you know, everybody meeting each other for the holidays and then, you know, all these people coming up with it. And I was a little upset because it was the first time I had had press credentials, like, like what I had. And then I found out like two days before Sundance started that I had COVID. So it ended up nobody got to go. So I had COVID watching it from my bed, doing interviews from this room. And it was actually a lot of fun. But then being able to go up on site and I thought the lines were going to be a lot longer um, because when you're working press, you basically go to the press and industry screenings and you go get in line in the press line and they let you in 10 minutes before the movie starts if there's enough room there were i got into everything i wanted to get into the lines were not very long um and there was only a few movies that i went to that the theaters were totally full um so i think a lot of people were doing a little bit of both online Mm -hmm. and in person Plus, there was just so much to do to try and decide what to go to was really difficult. Um, but um, I did get to go see, you know, how much I love to see documentaries. And I'm actually still mm-hmm. watching a few from home, plus the short programs, which I'm excited about. Love those. But um, I did get to see still the Michael J. Fox um, oh, yeah, yeah. documentary. And I got to be on the press line for that. Now, the press line is not the line that we wait for tickets it's the red carpet where you get to interview people. Um, And so I did get to do that. He only interviewed with two people, um, really big um, outlets because it's very hard for him to do interviews, but I did get to interview the director and the producer and um, the, uh, um, I just lost the music person, (laughs) the composer. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'll have those interviews up um, on uh, my YouTube page, um, which I can put some links up so people can check those out. Um, but that movie was an A for me. Um, the director said it very well on the red carpet when we were chatting with him, the movie is not about what you think it's about, because if you say Mm -hmm. Michael J. Fox has a documentary, what do you automatically think it's going to be about? Parkinson's. Parkinson's Parkinson's and it's not about Parkinson's. It is about his life in the eighties and the nineties. It's about how he, you know, quit high school and drove from Canada to LA to be an actor and then was so poor he was eating jelly out of the little jelly packets because he didn't have enough money. And then how he just went like flip to stardom. And so we all remember when we got to see him on TV, we grew up with him in our homes. We saw him in Mm -hmm. movies 
And this is what you get to see what was happening during all of those times. And then, yes, Parkinson's, he got it at 29 and how he kept that a secret and what he did to keep that a secret for so long. And then how he's dealing with that now. But he has so much energy still as a person. Um, And and the documentary itself was so much fun to watch, but also just so enlightening to watch. That one was an A for me. So that one is going to be on Apple Plus. Okay. That's what I was going to say, Apple TV. Yeah. I thought I had heard that it was coming to Apple Plus. It will probably have a short stint in theaters. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it will be on Apple TV Plus. And then I did get to see the Brooke Shields um, documentary. And that, along with some other things that I I kind of um, got to witness firsthand at um, Sundance that I'm not going to get into here, was so frustrating. She's such a great person. And just telling her story from her life and from that time and the things that she went through and then having discussions with her girls who are now in high school and college and them actually enlightening her about the things that happened to her and why they're not okay. Mm -hmm. Because kids these days know way more than we ever knew. And at a younger age, um, I've, I've heard she is just like the nicest person ever. Delightful. And it's Mm -hmm. so see two people, Michael J. Fox, Brooke Shields, that we grew up with, and they're actually good people. That's fantastic. In Michael J. Fox's um, documentary, there were times where he was really young when he became really famous, and he's like, I was a jerk. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure, yeah. When he met his (laughs) wife on set, she didn't care who he was, and she called him out on his crap. Like, it was great. Like, you definitely want to see both. Brooke Shields is a B plus, not quite an A. Um, right. but it's definitely, that's still great. That one's going to be on Hulu. Called? What? On Hulu. What's that one called? It's called Pretty Baby, which was named after the movie that is so controversial right. that she did. Um, you don't have to see any of those movies for any of this to make sense to you. In fact, I wouldn't recommend that you see Pretty Baby because it's, right. it's a little horrific to watch these days. Yeah. Um, but they do show clips of it in the documentary and she talks about it in detail and they go into her relationship with her mother. There's one that's a horror suspense thriller mm-hmm. called Birth Rebirth. I and heard that is an A for me. You gave what? a horror film an A? It's not a slasher horror, but you right, do right. see blood and anatomy because it's about doctors and science. And it's kind of a I Frankenstein-esque heard, I was gonna movie. Say, I heard it's a Frankenstein and movie. And it yeah. is three... Um, main cast are women and one like two women, one little girl. They are absolutely phenomenally amazing. Um, I did get to interview one, uh, the main um, actress, and I can't think of her name right now, but that interview will also be up um, awesome. pretty soon. Um, and I might just put them on both of ours, um, both of our YouTube awesome. channels, if that's okay. We, um, we have a we have a spot on our YouTube channel just for Val's interviews. So if you do, <laughs> I can add, get in that playlist um, and it's perfect. But that one, I don't even want to get into what it is because I really want people to go and see it. It's It really is that question between um, science and what your line is for that threshold of how far do we go with science? Uh And then you Mm -hmm. add in being a parent and Mm. how far would you go past where you're comfortable are to save your kid? Um, And so it's, there's a lot of intriguing, intriguing things. So that one's an A. I don't know when that is going to be out, but I will make sure when it comes out that, that we discuss it in some manner, even just telling people it's out. And the other one I wanted to talk about, and it's the last one before we jump into living 
is the Jonathan Majors movie, uh, yes. Magazine Dreams. Um, mm -hmm. And this one is also a B plus for me. So those are my two A's, two B pluses. Um, the movie was a little bit longer. It would have been an A. There, it, there are times where it's a little messy, but his this role for me, for him to choose a role like this, right. and I didn't see Jonathan Majors one time during the movie. Awesome. I saw this character that he was playing, and I think it's one of the most important and powerful roles he has ever chosen. And he's still a really young guy, and I've been so impressed with the roles he has chosen so far in his career. And this year, we're lucky enough to get him in three movies. We get right. him at some point when Magazine Dreams come out. Um, I'm sure it's going to get picked up, and it will be yeah. announced in the next couple of weeks because it did really well. Um, and then in a couple of weeks, we get to see him in Quantum Mania. And then three mm -hmm. weeks after that, we get to see him in Creed 3. Um, and so he's just doing so well and taking advantage of the fact that he just kicked his butt to get the muscles that he has because this yeah. movie is all about him wanting to be, um, he's a, a bodybuilder competitor and he wants to be on the cover of a magazine, but for very specific reasons. And there's a lot of traumas that he's gone through. He's almost, I would say, He's like Sheldon uh -huh. a mm -hmm. little bit where he doesn't have, he's awkward and he doesn't know how to interact with people and he doesn't see past his own, um, Issues. like needs needs. Well, he, when you go through trauma, sometimes you pick something and you focus all of your energy right. on that thing. And that's the only thing that matters because that keeps you going. And it kind of gets him into some situations and so you're dealing with trauma, you're dealing with family, you're dealing with um, mental health issues um, and anger issues, and then him being taken advantage of because he really just doesn't know. And he's just this big, huge guy. So you don't expect when you see someone like that, that, you know, they look like they're 25 or 30, but they're actually like maybe 13. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I read an interview where he was saying that he had to eat like 6,000 calories a day and it was like pure protein. And he goes, yeah, they show him eating so much food. <clears throat> He's like, it takes all the fun out of eating. Cause you're just eating for eating's sake. And you just have to, yeah, force to yeah. that's why my brother it's a totally doesn't different approach anymore because it's just so hard on your body mentally and physically to be a competitor. Oh, I'm, sure. <clears throat> I'm sure. Yeah. That poster, man, he is ripped <laughs> but i gotta say i saw him recently in devotion um the the mm. korean fire pilot movie and while the movie itself wasn't that great he was incredible i felt the same about that one as well yeah. it wasn't one of my favorites that came out last year but he did well and so did his counterpart so i thought his yeah. counterpart did the, the, the movie for me it just fell short story wise yeah yeah uh, I think he's got a bright, bright future ahead of him. I think he's going to be around for a long time. Uh, even if after this year, we all hate him because he's going up against Paul Rudd and then Michael B. Jordan. And like, he's the bad guy in both instances, but, but I'm convinced we're going to get an intriguing villain from him in both cases. Yes. And I think I love good villains. Be like so interesting. Yeah. Multiple yeah, villains. Absolutely. Going to play yeah. multiple versions. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's correct. With King, he's going to be multiple versions of himself. Super quick before we jump into living, I just have to give a shout out to Apple TV with their new series, Shrinking. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've heard good things. Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford, it's the best thing Ford has done in years. Jason Siegel continues to amaze me because he's not just a comedic actor, 
Um, it's from the same creators as Ted Lasso and Scrubs. Mm -hmm. It is heartfelt. Mm. It is funny. It is heartbreaking. It is just really good. And the first two episodes are out. So yeah. Um, so it's everything you would out. expect from the creators of Scrubs. Well, and, and I've been uh, loving yeah. him Lasso. with Helen Mirren being a cowboy. Um, I didn't watch I Yellowstone, but I've been watching the prequel of Yellowstone and Dave and I are addicted and they took it off air for two weeks so that this new move, this new show can come up. And we were so angry because we were so into <laughs> it, but we're excited to watch Shrinking. We're actually going to watch it tonight. So it's really, awesome. really good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and, and I don't, I don't listen. I'm just saying there may be a little bit of magic to having your show featured on movies that make us. I'm just, I'm just saying we talked about Coda. It won yes. best picture at the Academy Awards last week. We talked about the fire of love. It got nominated for best documentary. Right. Uh, and today we're talking about living Bill Nye gets nominated for best actor. So these films that <laughs> Val just wins. mentioned on our show, there may be good things in the future for them. If he so, wins, he can call us and thank us. <laughs> Bill, we'd love to have you on the show or Mr. <laughs> Nine, right? You know, uh, but I, and I'm, I'm, I'll be honest after talking about fire of love um, last week and then seeing it get nominated, like I'm pulling for it because I really, really enjoyed that show. And it's a cute little movie and that makes it sound demeaning. It's a really good movie. It's a cute show. I really liked I it. So mean. yeah, we are going to jump into living starring Bill Nye. But before we do that, we would like to ask you to please subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have not yet, go ahead and like this video and then leave a comment. Tell us your favorite indie movie that you've caught. Uh, and if you were up at Sundance, what was your favorite film that you saw at Sundance? Uh, or what are you looking forward to coming out of the festival? So we'd love to hear that. Uh, so leave the comments below this video uh, and subscribe to this channel and share it with your friends. So let's talk about living Bill Nye, this movie is so good. <laughs> I don't even know where to go except to say I just really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Bill Nye is a delight set it up? from start to finish. Go ahead. I was going to say set it up for those that maybe haven't had a chance to see it yet. Yeah, so Bill Nye plays a character. He is a civil servant uh, in the public works department, I believe for the County that he lives in, in England. Uh, what I didn't realize when we started watching it, it's kind of a period piece. I think it's fifties ish. I don't know. Yeah, Sometime. Feel. Yeah. Yeah. Thirties, forties, somewhere in that range. Uh, and he has been there lifelong in the same department, doing the same work. Uh, and he gets, and I believe this is in the synopsis, so I'm not spoiling anything that wouldn't be in the synopsis if you were to pick it up at a movie store or something, but he gets diagnosed with a terminal illness. And how does that change his perspective on life? And he kind of starts deciding to live a little differently. And it's a powerful story. I mean, it's what you, with that premise, I think it's what you expect the movie to be in a lot of ways. <laughs> so... Um, if you haven't seen it and you don't want it spoiled, please come back and watch this movie or watch this episode after you've watched the film. It is in theaters right now, um, but I definitely recommend going to see it. But if you'd want to avoid spoilers, come back after you've seen it and watch this episode because we would hate to spoil it for you if you are into that. And if, you're not if you don't care, then stick around. If you're not listening in Utah and you're one of the other amazing cities or countries that um, we're in, 
In the United States this weekend, it only opened up into four cities and Salt Lake City was one of them. So make sure oh, you nice. go online and see if one of your cities was it or if you can stream it somewhere. Um, they they had it open briefly, um, I think in November, just so it could be um, on the list for the Academy Awards. And then it mm -hmm. opened up in four or five cities this last weekend and Utah, Salt Lake City was one of them. Um, cool. And then I'm sure it'll do a broader um, release or streaming um, soon. Yeah, usually we're yeah. towards the end of the release schedule, so that's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and and it it didn't get nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards, um, but Bill Nye did get nominated for Best Actor, and I think that's well-deserved. I'm angry that it is, didn't, and that yeah. um, Triangle of Crap movie I, got nominated I, I because that movie is that. awful. I don't understand why it's there and living could have been, there could have been 10 other movies before that movie. I, so that's just my piece that. with triangle of sadness. Boo. I, I tried to watch that and got about a half an hour <laughs> in and I'm like, I can't stand this. That half hour felt like an hour and a half, didn't it? It did. It yeah. did. I, I, I haven't come back and I don't want to. Yeah. You're going to look at the cast and you're going to be like, I really should watch this movie. Don't. Right. The last oh, 45 minutes of the movie is the best. The first yeah. two hours. <laughs> so just Val, skip when you it and watch this one instead. Yeah. When you when you saw this at Sundance, what was the reaction? Was there a big buzz about it? Was it kind of under the radar? Well, so last year again, it was really difficult because we were all watching from home, and right. before we even really hear about the movies as press we have to choose the 25 movies that we want to watch that they're going to send us. Do you at least get the synopsis? Um, yeah, we get a brief little thing, okay. but all I had to see was Bill Nye, Bill Nye and that it was a period piece. And I was like, mm -hmm. I really want to watch this because I usually try and pick movies that I don't think are going to be coming out very soon. Right. Um, whereas this year I saw some popular ones that I know are coming out. Um, but last year, and I ended up watching 37 movies last year because I ended up getting to see more. Um, whereas this year I've, I saw seven in person and I'm at 11 right now. Um, it's just not as much by the time I'm done with the shorts and stuff, it'll be more, but, yeah. um, but I don't know that there was a buzz, but like maybe a week or two after people were like, this is very, um, charming like that's what i kept hearing yeah. about is it's a very charming movie and um it was definitely a movie that came up when we were voting um for our picks at the utah film critic association and he came up as one of our best actor nominees mm -hmm. he didn't make it as our best actor but it was a discussion that we definitely had um and so i just think every it's one of those sleepers that's yeah. there's no explosions there's nothing fancy schmancy and right. so it's kind of like um that mark rylance movie that came out last year um where he was a cutter um mm -hmm. where it's a sleeper and it's so good once you see it once people see it they're like how did we not know about this movie this is one of those right. movies um, yeah, I, yeah i i agree it is i mean there's there's nothing that's going to jump off the screen in the trailer or in or anything like that that's going to say oh you need to come see this um, because it is completely story it's completely the performances by the actors uh, but sometimes that's like when you start watching a movie sometimes you start watching it and you just feel like 
this is different. The quality here is different. The story that I'm getting is different. And I really love that feeling sometimes. Like this is just a different quality. It's just higher caliber. Uh, and that's how I felt watching this movie. I don't know how to put that into words any better than yeah. I just did. And I know I did I just, a horrible job. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, and the Mark Rylance movie was The Outfit, which is streaming. And both him, Mark Rylance, and Mil Bill Nye, both, they both had sleeper movies last year that were fantastic. And they mm -hmm. were both in my nominations for my best actor list. Um, because they they just they couldn't go up against kind of these bigger movies, bigger names, you know, right. um, but they're both really, really good movies and really great performances. Yeah. We spoke on the, on the Saturday episode, you know, he got nominated for um, best actor. Um, I think it's pretty clear that um, uh, the whale, uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. It, Brendan Fraser. I don't know. I think Colin Farrell um, might steal it. He might. I, he I might. think Colin would be the only one that could. Yeah. yeah, and Because they've been going they, back and forth at the award ceremonies yeah. with the wins. Yeah. And, and I've, I've heard the whale is not that good of a movie, but that he's fantastic. Um, but I, I just, it's hard because this one is so subtle and so quiet mm -hmm. and it's so good, but it doesn't have those big moments that you can be like that, that, that the Academy tends to love and focus on and, you know, you can be like Brendan Fraser brought all this pain and, um, you know, and then he's in the, the prosthetics and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I don't know that you're necessarily going to get the support behind Bill Nye's performance, which is, I, I, which I also, is too overlooked. Yeah, I also tend to think, and I'm actually doing a panel about this at the Zion Film Festival in March, um, but how the Academy tends to vote with emotions more than they do yes. vote for the person that deserves it that that year and that's why i know mm -hmm. um that we're, we're this season we've seen um you know steven spielberg win best director and best picture because this is the movie about his life and it's it's, it's a not, cinematic movie but it's boring it's um and i don't think it was best picture and i, didn't I don't think, think it was that boring I it did. was kind of boring for me out of everything that he's and that's done, okay but he's gonna win sure. because they're voting with their emotions it's the story of yeah. his life so people we respect him so they're right. voting on that and that's why i think if Brendan fraser wins it it's because it's we're so happy so. that he's back acting and that he chose such a you know a big role for himself that we haven't seen him do before and so it's more about their personal than it is right. about technically what was yeah. on screen. Yeah. Um, so I and, and I haven't seen the whale, so I don't know, and I don't want either. to. Be, but I have a copy you know, of Tracy, it. <laughs> but you mentioned there aren't the big emotional moments necessarily with this, and but I think from start to finish, you get such a strong emotional performance, and I think there are some moments mm -hmm. like when he's when he's in the bar and he starts singing at the piano. That's a powerful, poignant moment. And even at the end, and, and they're both, first of all, I didn't know Bill Nye could sing so well. He's got right? like yeah. an angelic voice. Who knew? Yeah. I didn't know that. But, but when he's Haven't you seen Love swing, Actually? I, I, I've never actually seen that one. He doesn't sing that Actually, one. <laughs> I haven't. But, but Nelson when he's on the swing. Jake and I are like, uh, nope. <laughs> uh, when he's on the swing at the very end. And yeah. I mean, those are some powerful, but- 
the way I, he plays this character and who this character is, it's very quiet, like you said, Tracy. Yeah. But we and, get and that I throughout think, the whole. But you can't take those clips and just show them like on a talk show. Right. Right. You have to have had the full movie to get to those moments where it pays off. Right. It's not the Jack Nicholson speech in A Few Good Men, you know, where you can just take right. that section and just put it up there and say, this is what he did. Yeah, and I it's think not that's the Oscar why it didn't get a lot of push or play because it's kind of like Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. You see the poster of yeah. this movie and that movie, and you see a white British guy dressed in a stuffy outfit, and you're it's thinking, I've yep. seen this movie, and it's you know, it's nothing original. But then you jump into it, and it's so there's so much depth. And like I said in our, um, you know, our short. Uh, little teaser on Saturday is that for me, it's a very romantic movie. It's not a love story romance, but the movie itself is so romantic romantic in a way um, about life Mm -hmm. Um, that there are moments, those quiet moments that I do think are emotional that I get emotional every time I watch them, like just seeing his temperament change, like between train rides with people that he works with and, And Mm -hmm. seeing his temperament and just like, you know, he's nervous to do certain things like go out certain places and meet certain people. But then he's like, but what do I have to lose? And Mm -hmm. I think we've all been in those situations where we're like, I just need to say yes to this. I'm scared, but I just need to go. And I might be perceived as this, but it's it's not that. And I'm just I believe in the decisions that I'm making and the arguments that he's having, you know, I, a lot of people get stuck in a job that they don't believe in anymore. And then they right. get frustrated mm-hmm. and they want to go beyond what they're being told and do what's right. And I thought those moments were really well done. Yeah. When when you talk about it being romantic, I feel like I watched it and I I had the thought, this is a love letter to the English language, or at least an example of how I'm just doing English wrong. Because <laughs> the way he talks, especially the conversation where he's having it um, with the the young lady that he worked with and that he kind of starts have, building this friendship with, that to him was never anything more than this friendship because friendship. she made him feel yeah. alive. And as he's explaining all of this to her and he's going in and he's talking about infatuation and things and on and on like the way he talked about stuff i'm like we just don't do english right anymore and he yeah. it was just beautifully well written and well spoken uh and i just thought throughout the dialogue was just fantastic so, for that reason so you're not a big fan of yolo or sus or oh my god i i i use them well send english is any language is an evo- is an evolution, right? And it changes, and it but, and but it we're grows. We're evolving in the wrong way a lot of times. <laughs> I I feel like we're missing some some beauty that that has gone yeah. out of the language. Um, the other but, thought. Oh, go ahead, oh, Tracy. Please. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, I'm going to take us off track in a weird direction. So go ahead. Okay, I I was just going to piggyback off of what Val said with the with the job, and it kind of reminded me of Terry Gilliam's Brazil, where he is just this government worker in this government bureaucracy. And the fact that they just fill out forms and then it goes, they just send it off to the next department and then it goes around the horn and then it comes back and they go, well, nothing we can do. So it'll just sit here in this pile for the rest of its life. And, you know, and so I'm like, that's got to be so mind numbing of a job. And I could see why after a while you just don't 
care anymore because you're just yeah you're just part of the machine instead of being a an active part of something important i i loved that aspect of it because we see at the very beginning you know these three ladies that are coming in wanting this playground built we don't know the whole story about them yet but except that they keep coming in and so they're taking turns on you know this has who's going to gonna go offload to them next and where it's got to go and when it kind of comes back to them and he ha takes it and he says we'll just leave it here what's no harm you know yeah. and he puts it in the pile of a bunch of other papers where there's no harm for them to just stay there and then as as he comes back to work after having that conversation um with with the young lady i can't remember her name now the character's name but and he realizes what he needs to do you know i wanted to be a gentleman when i grew up and i wanted to do this and realizing he wasn't really making a difference but maybe he could and so he comes back and the way they told that part of the story i love because then he it just goes to his funeral and then we get it from the perspective of his fellow employees we're like yeah them giving him credit like he was the one that built the playground all by himself and then they start relating the stories and you realize yeah he kind of did kinda like did. sitting there <laughs> waiting for him and pushing and then pushing back to sir james and all these other things and it was that moment when i realized this is basically the plot of the first few seasons of parks and rec Oh, just, how do you always you. bring us back I, to Parks and I was, Rec? I'm right there with you, Jake. I am right there with okay. you. Parks and Rec starts with somebody wants an old, you know, rundown lot yep. next to their house to become a park. Leslie decides, I'm going to push this through. I'm going to make this my mission. And she is determined to get that park built. Nothing, and that is what the whole no first few seasons. going to stop her. Yeah. But is Bill and Nye in it? no he's not he should have been this is this is totally different quality totally but i just that was the thought that came in and i was like but i'm okay with that it was just a different uh different take on it and so but this was much better than parks and recreation in a different well better it's very different it's different yes <laughs> yeah but but i loved that perspective and how they told that story because you see how much he had changed and said you know it's not just a stack of papers anymore no harm right and uh and then when when they end it with the guy the young mr something sorry with a w man i should have anyway but they end it with him after the the new boss says well as long as i'm at public works we'll never let something get passed again and we'll take it up and whatever and then they do and he says, oh, we'll leave it here. No harm. Mm -hmm. And he realizes, you know, he's got that letter from him saying, you know, don't don't do that. And I don't know. It was just powerful. Like he's trying to save him from becoming him. Like right. you don't want to be Mr. Zombie. You're young enough. You can push this through. You can do better than I did. Don't become. I loved it when she shared that nickname. I called was Mr. So Zombie. And he was like. She was charming. I, she I was know, really good. I, I haven't seen her in anything, but I'm curious to see where she goes with her career because she was really really good yeah she was she was fantastic a lot of the performances were really solid i mean bill yeah, and i obviously but but throughout um yeah well and, and it's interesting too because you know i'm on the downhill side to to 50 and okay. i said that at work the other day and this my coworker was like you don't act like you're almost 50 i'm like thank you <laughs> yeah you know, but it's like, 
you do, you look back and you're like, am I doing what I need to be doing? You really assess that part of, you know, that aspect of your life. And that really stuck with me because I've been dealing with that and going through that. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we all he kind of was hit that in point. the um, electrical life of Louis Wayne with um, Benedict Cumberbatch. I didn't see that one. That's also was a good sleeper of a movie. Not as good as this one, but mm. good. Yeah. So, yeah, this this one's good. It, when you have the opportunity to see it, you should definitely do it if you haven't seen it already. And even if you have, watch it again. It's a good reminder. You know, I came out of it thinking the same thing, Tracy. Where am I at in my life and what do I want to be different? And what's holding me back from, right. from doing the things that I want to do? Uh, and in most cases, as I thought about it, it was me that was holding myself back. And yeah, yeah, you kind of just fall into a routine of things, mm -hmm. and before you know it, and you just get used to it. Yeah. Well, and what are yeah. the bad habits that you've picked up from the world around you? And I think that's mm -hmm. a lot of what you know. I felt like I was in some places in radio, um, you know, because a year ago this last week I right. lost my job in radio, and I haven't missed it at all. But I think mm -hmm. when you when you work with a group of people for as long as he worked and some of us work that mm -hmm. you start you all kind of start turning into one person. So if yeah. one person says it's OK for something to be done this way, it's just how it's done and nobody uh -huh. questions it. And then you stop and look like, well, is that really the right thing to do? Who even said, you know, and so you get comfortable and you get in this just like monotony of you show up, you do these things, you do these yep. things, you go home, you show up, you do these things, you do these things and go home. And when you step back from your life, you could probably be doing more. You just haven't asked. You yeah. just haven't brought it up. You just haven't tried. And so the job that you think is monotonous and boring and you hate it and you want to get out of it could probably be better if you looked at it in a different way. And I right. think that's our lives as well. If we look at our lives in a different way, um, who says you can't do these things? Well, I mean, mm -hmm, nobody right. has done them. Okay. Well, somebody has to do it to start it, you know? So. <laughs> this is just how we've always done it. That's my favorite thing. I Where, where I work, that comes up a lot. Well, why do we do it this way? Well, that's just how we've always done it. Well, that's a really main reason to do anything. Yeah. yeah. Let's look at what we're doing and how we can do it different. And um, yeah, I, I just love that idea of before it's too late. Like, I don't want to be mm -hmm. Williams. I think is it Mr. Williams. I want it, yeah. to be the young guy where before I hit that point, I can turn things around now and say, I want to make a difference and, and be better. And, uh, and I'm fortunate because, you know, I, I have a great team at work for sure, but I'm also fortunate because, I've got my family and then my tribe outside of that, including you guys, people that I can work with that, you know, we can move things forward and we can do some amazing things. And um, I feel like I don't have anybody that's like, ah, no, just leave it here. What harm? Just leave it. And we'll just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I actually saw some of those things at Sundance and I asked some people on the press line, like why, is stuff like this still tolerated? And they're like, oh, this is just how it always is. Mm, and I'm yeah. like, but it shouldn't be this it way. And they're be. like, yeah, we know. But nobody wants to ruffle the feathers as afraid right. that they're not going to be 
ask back, back. But guess what? Guess who's going to come in and ruffle some feathers? <laughs> 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 this may be the person last year that I get to do a press line. Um, but I saw some behavior yeah. that was not that was okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that surprised me that this day and age we were still doing. And I think a lot of it, like I thought about this movie and it's just like, what a good time to really take a look at your life instead of at the end of the year, at the beginning of the year is like, right. sit back and look at yeah. what you're doing. And when you wake up in the morning, is everything that you're doing today getting you to where you want to be? Do you know where you want to be? Right. It's okay if you don't know where you want to go, but you know, even when I don't know where I want to go and what I want to be doing is what I'm doing right now. Okay. Like the things that I'm doing right now better be good, better mm-hmm. make me happy because I'm spending time away from the people that I care about right? right. to do it. Cause, cause and, there's, a, there's a difference between living and existing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and when we'll, you live yeah. your best life, your bird deck beats the zombie deck. And congrats on that, by the way, Val. That was huge. <laughs> It'll never happen again, but I just needed it to happen one time. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's all that's you need. That's the secret of life, right? You don't need to do it all the time, but you got to do it at least once. It was possible. It was nail biting. <laughs> it was diehard. You were hanging off the edge of the building. I, I lived off of that. For a long time after the 2009 Sugar Bowl when Utah beat Alabama, I know nine times out of ten Alabama is going to beat Utah in football. I just needed that one time to be the Sugar Bowl, and I'm good. And it was awesome. So well, and yeah. I don't know what all happened in the press line. We haven't discussed Val, but I am proud of you for saying this is not the way that this is supposed to be. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll and- be doing a live episode on it either tonight or tomorrow on my um, what to see with Val and seemingly appropriate page duly because it goes on both. Um, And it's going to be one of the first times, maybe the first time that I'm going to do my podcast by myself. So come and join me. I'll, I'll put it up in advance um, so that people know when it's going to happen, but come and join me and have a conversation with me um, or I'll just be talking to myself, but (laughs) well, yeah, I hope, I hope that things get better. I hope whatever behaviors you saw get better and maybe they won't. Uh, I know I posted an article and this isn't Sundance's fault. This is the the films and the productions fault about captioning and Marley Matlin was one of the judges, um, you know, for the awards for Sundance Mm -hmm. film festival. And one of the movies that they tried to go to, they couldn't, because well, they got up and caption. walked out. Yeah. And, and the, the judges all walked there. out. Yeah. And it was because the captioning device didn't work because that was the only option they had because there wasn't a caption print of the film. And finding out, you know, as they dug into it, a lot of these movie co- or a lot of these films don't do a caption version because that's another print that they have to mm-hmm. run and it costs more money. And listen, we are at a point with at technology this in this day and age where that should not be a prohibitive thing. Like that should be available and easily accessible. Um, And I get it. Indie filmmakers with a lot smaller budget and all of that. I understand. And I, I don't want anybody to break the bank, but it shouldn't cost that much more. But if if you're breaking the bank, if you're showing at Sundance, you should be able to, or somebody should be able to help you get that. Well, we we should not have it. Yeah. I was in probably 80% of the movies that I was in 
had closed captioning from the beginning, had um, right. subtitles, um, awesome. because you, you have people from all over the world, not just people with hearing impairments of all different levels and hearing loss, but you also have people from all over the world that speak all these different languages that are coming to these movies. And, right. you know, I only watched a couple of foreign films, but even the, the films that weren't foreign um, had captioning um, in most of them. And a lot of the panels that I um, went had um, ASL interpreters. Um, and awesome. so I was, I was very happy to see those things. And then when I, when I read about um, this, the day that it happened, it was going all over Sundance. Oh, I'm they sure. got up and walked out. Um, you know, I was really, it was the same thing that I saw in the press line is that this day and age with all the movies that we saw last year, with all the movies that are coming that, that are highlighting the fact that we need this and the fact that mm -hmm. their best picture <laughs> that yeah. came out of there, you know, it I, it, so, it's, yeah. it's crazy that we have to remind people to do these things. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, and it, it isn't Sundance's fault on the thing I'm going to talk about either, but I do think when you run something like this, it is the responsibility to say when people enter um, mm -hmm. films into the festival, that there should be things that, that are requirements for I screenings totally and that should be one of them. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. but let's not leave it on a sour note. Yeah. Now we got your grade for living on Saturday. Uh, you've released that before. It's, it was an A. Tracy, what's your grade for this movie? Um, this was a real nice little film. Um, I, I'm excited to see it on a bigger screen. I had to watch it as a screener on the laptop. Um, I'd like to see it a little bit um, bigger. It doesn't have like all the flash and bang of like Top Gun Maverick. It was like, you have to see this on the big screen. Avatar, you got to see this right. on the big screen. This is one that you can watch at home comfortably, but I still would recommend you see it in the theater because the more we can support these types of films, the more they're going to make them. You know, as Jake said, right now, it's just like so much superhero stuff and that's, which is great. I love that genre. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but there is room for other stuff out there. So, you know, go check this out if you're in Salt Lake or one of the four cities currently showing. Um, if not, catch it when it's streaming. It is a, a beautiful little film. Um, tremendous performances across the board. It's a little bit slow for me um, in parts, which is the only thing that's kind of dragging my grade down a little. I'm going to go A- minus on this one. Yeah. I, I agree with everything you said, Tracy. We want we want to see these movies succeed. Uh, we want people to go see them because we want these kinds of stories to continue to be told. I I'm as big a nerd as anybody when it comes to the superhero stuff or the mm -hmm. Star Wars stuff or whatever. But like I said, you sit down and watch this movie, and it just feels different in a very positive way to me. Like it just feels like you're experiencing something different, and you're experiencing different emotions on a different level. Uh, Bill Nye's amazing, fantastic. Um, I hope he gets everything great because that's what he deserves. Um, the story is fantastic. I'm going for an A. I, I get what you're saying, Tracy, with the slowness, but it wasn't enough to hinder me with the grade. Just yeah. I feel like it was, Bill Nye just pulls it's, it up enough so, for me. It's so my yeah. new, but that's what, yeah, that's where I ended but I also am not going to squabble with you over an A minus opposed to an A because that's still a solid, solid grade. <laughs> this isn't one of those times where Tracy's like, I'm going to bring it down a little bit to a C plus or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
no. So we'll count this as triple A rated. Uh, you it's guys, still in the A range. Yep. You need you need to see this movie. Uh, however, it's available to you. It's it's a fantastic, fantastic film. So there you go. That wraps up our January. We picked a lot of feel good movies to help you get through the month. It is finally five years later, almost over. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> that is bringing us into february we are doing something special in february double o february we are gonna i think we're going with the daniel craig james bond films is that the plan so we're gonna start with casino royale nice. uh, and get through those films and uh share those with you it, also you know we're going to talk about quantum mania at some point we're at least going to put up an mm -hmm. mtmu reviews episode mm -hmm. where you can get our reaction and review to it spoiler free uh, you guys will want to stay tuned for all of that kind of stuff. It's a big year for movies. Creed 3 is going to be the next big one that comes out after Quantumania, and I cannot yeah. wait. Yeah. Can't wait and, for Creed 3. So. And GoldenEye is available on the Switch and the uh, Xbox now. The only it is. In Nintendo 64 game. There you go. So, so that it's a perfect time to time. talk about the James Bond movies. See, we, there's we appreciate. There's never a bad time. There's never a bad time. But we appreciate the makers of GoldenEye and uh, Xbox and Switch for coordinating that with our double O February for next month. <laughs> These companies really help us out when they do that. So uh, in the meantime, uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel here on YouTube. Make sure that you also follow us wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss a new episode. Uh, we appreciate your support so much. And until next time, we won't see you at the movies. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>